Hi, this is Gihan Pereira, and um, I've got with me Chris Padney, he's an old friend of mine. Hello, Chris. Hello, Gihan, how are you? Good, good, not so old, maybe. I think we're the same age, almost. I'm older and wiser. Kind of. <laughs> oh, I'm half right, what do you think? <laughs> well, Chris and I are going to be talking about um, a number of things, but today I thought we'd talk about blogs, because we're both running blogs, and we're running them for different reasons, and... Uh, Blogging just seems to be really taking off, doesn't it, at the moment? That's right. Almost everyone has one. Yes. Some people have more than one. Well, you have more than one. That's right. I have more than one, but I only tell people about the one that's public. Well, except until today, then they'll find out about the other one as well. Right. So the thing about blogs is it just seems to have, just in the last couple of years, it just seems to be being the big word on the internet. And um, in my opinion, it's probably in the last couple of years it's really taken off and maybe now 2007 might be the year of the blog uh, particularly for business people but people have been doing it for the last two or three years so um, well let's talk about your blogs first Chris okay yes well as you know I have uh, I have several blogs uh, the one you're you are most likely to be aware of is the one called I Know Funny and that's when I started in May last year 2006 and it's simply a means of sending jokes to various friends that I have. So like most people, uh, friends send me jokes and then the ones that I think are funny enough to send on to others. Um, I used to do that just by sending out emails to all my friends with those jokes, but um, I decided that uh, a blog might be a better way of doing that. And then a few months later, I um, upgraded my notebook and decided to uh, run a distribution of Linux on it called Ubuntu. So I started up a, a blog about that experience uh, called the Ubuntu Linux on a Dell Inspiron 9400 blog. It's very specific. That's right. Yes. And there was a reason for that, yes. which I might go into later. Um, so yeah, it was just about documenting my experiences putting Ubuntu onto a Dell notebook. And then one I've just started this past weekend, um, which demonstrates just how easy it is to get a blog up and running, title called Our Passive Solar Energy Efficient and Waterwise House Project, which is about um, the experiences my wife and I are going through designing and building a passive solar home, which will be happening this year and next year. So it's interesting, like your three blogs, you've got them for very specific reasons, and they're all really just offering a service about, so it's, it's really your experiences, aren't they? Like you've got your, you get jokes coming in, so you publish them on your blog, you had an experience installing an operating system on a computer, so you're publishing that on your blog, yep. and now you're building a, a house, and you're publishing your experiences. So really, you're just putting it out there so that other people can learn from your experience. Yes, primarily. And I also wanted just to, you know, as you say, uh, blogging has started to take off, and it was something I wanted to experience myself. I, I was interested in seeing just how easy you could do blogging, and that was one of so it served a purpose for myself as well, just to get into the whole blogosphere, as it's called. Yeah, that's right. And you know, for me as well, like my blog, which is on, which is more of a business-oriented blog, is on my website, so on gihanperera.com, my frequently asked questions, is a blog. So when people email me a question and they ask me about, you know, how do I stop spam, or how do I do something on my website, how do I, how do I publish an e-book, or they say, should I make my e-book free or should I charge money for it? I'll email back and I'll give them the answer. Uh, but then I figure, well, I've got this 
useful information which other people might be interested in as well. So I add that to my blog as frequently asked questions. Right. And it's just built up over time. And, um, and again, it's just a way of taking my experiences and making them available to the wider world. Yeah, likewise, yeah. Yeah, so the thing that I also do is I also publish an email newsletter every two weeks. And sometimes some of my things come out of my blog and go into that. So I'm doing one today. Um, somebody asked me about how to do joint ventures and affiliate marketing. And um, again, I emailed her back my answer. That's going to go on my blog, and it's going to be the topic of my newsletter. Right. But sometimes they don't match, and I guess there's differences between blogs and newsletters. And uh, particularly for you, like, you know, you're, I know funny. I'm really keen to know why you chose a blog rather than a newsletter, or whether you do both. Yes, it is. It's a blog only, and primarily I didn't go with a newsletter because prior to starting the blog, it was just an informal send out uh, the jokes to various family and friends who I know share my sense of humour. So was, well, sense of humour in quotation marks. <laughs> some might agree, some might not. Yes. And so I had a, a list of email addresses that uh, that were the recipients of, of the jokes in the past. And um, they're, the, they're the same recipients who I send the blog entries the, of uh, the jokes that I put into my blog now. So there was no real um, management of email addresses mm. um, that a newsletter provides. Mm. Although but, but in effect, what you have got is a newsletter, isn't it? Even though you're managing the list yourself. That's right. It yeah, so I didn't need any of the more sophisticated email management that most newsletter services offer. So subscription and unsubscription. It's fairly informal, mm. um, so that's that's why I didn't go to that extra step of making it into a newsletter. And there is, with most blog services, the, the RSS feature, the real simple syndication, which people then can subscribe to your blog if they can, if they want to, and be notified of new postings mm. um, that way. And so they can manage it themselves if they want to. But primarily, in the case of I know Tony, I'm just sending out the entries to my my mailing list. That's a really good point because I think that I've said to people, and when clients ask me, should I have a blog or a newsletter? I say, well, you absolutely must have a newsletter and maybe have a blog as well. But a couple of yours, Chris, like the Ubuntu one or the passive, uh, you know, the energy efficient house, there's, you're not trying to build up a list of people who are interested in those topics first before you publish about them. That's right. You've actually put it out there first on your blog, so it's there permanently, someone's searching on the internet, they find this information, and you don't care about the fact that you've got no subscribers as such to those lists. That's right. Yeah, so that's one of the advantages of a blog, that when you publish, it's there permanently on the internet for people to find, whereas typically with a newsletter, um, if they're already subscribed, they'll get the information, and if they're not, then they miss out. Right. Can I ask with regard to your newsletters then? Do are back issues archived in a fashion that allows people who have just joined to go back through the, the archives and Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good question, which is surprising coming from you. <laughs> it's a good question because um, I've got mixed feelings about this. Personally, I don't archive my back issues. I don't make them available publicly, but that's because I like to take them and use them in other things like maybe expand them and write an article or combine a whole bunch of them and make an e-book and I feel maybe just making them available free just dilutes the value of that a little bit. Okay. But on 
some other people who do archive them for the, for the same sort of reason that you might do for the, for the other couple of projects, that people can still find them later um, and read through all the old issues. And as you say, that you have some of the information from your newsletters in your FAQ blog as well. Yes, that's right, and that is going to stay public. But it, I guess, um, you know, now that I think about it, the FAQ blog, frequently asked questions, the things I take some of those and make them into articles as well. So maybe it's not such a maybe it's not such an important thing for me to hide my archive. Um, it's maybe just okay to make it public. Yeah. The other thing I found is, I mean, people some people like reading stuff on the internet. Other people just prefer to have an ebook, or they prefer to have a book, or they prefer to have a, a CD with the same information. Um, so I don't think you necessarily have to always have unique information. Right. Yes. Okay, now you and I both have, well, we both did computer science together years ago. How long ago was it? Five years ago when we were 18? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Multiple of five. Yes. Um, so we both know, uh, even though the web wasn't around at that time, oops, I think it just gave away how many years. <laughs> even though the web wasn't around at that time, we have since learned how to create websites so you can create in HTML, which is a web design language, and I can. Um, and a blog is just a website. That's right. So why did you do it as a blog rather than a website? That's, yes, that's a great question because, as you pointed out, I could have created a website. But the difference is that it's so much easier to set up a blog than it is to build a website rather than having to put together all the HTML code that uh, is necessary to build a website. You can just go to one of the many um, blogging websites on offer, and I use blogger.com. To um, uh, in a matter of minutes have your blog up and running. It really is that simple. Whereas building a website does take a great deal of time. It is becoming simpler because there are some template website offerings around. But um, for a blog, really the, the best way to go is just go with one of the existing blogging websites, and and you're up and running in a matter of no time. Yeah. So why would somebody pay expensive web design companies like mine? <laughs>
their hard disks with uh, several megabytes worth mm -hmm. of what I thought were funny video clips. So rather than sending out all that large volume of data, I decided instead to post it on, on a blog and then simply send the URL of the blog entry and that way uh, save a lot of traffic um, and, and also not come up against the kind of bandwidth limits that some people experience when they've uh, got a slow link to their inbox. Yeah, that's right. And even people who've got broadband, but they might be travelling and they've only got a dial-up connection in a hotel or something. Um, so that's just being considerate of sending big email messages, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think also um, that was the sort of idea that motivated uh, YouTube.com, wasn't it? I think the guys who got together and, and put that site, to, site together was because they didn't want to send video clips to one another as email attachments. They wanted to provide a, the infrastructure whereby they could share them on a, on a website. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's, that started YouTube. Yeah. Which is interesting because now they are multi-billionaires okay. and you are not. No, not yet. <laughs> Even though you use the same idea. That's right. What's wrong with this picture? They've had the, they had the good idea in the first place and so now I make use of their good idea. That's right. My so-called good idea. Yes. And your so-called sense of humour. <laughs> that's right. And another similar idea in, in that vein is... Um, is the sharing of um, PowerPoint presentations. So I came across a similar concept called Linkshare.com, mm -hmm. no, not Linkshare, Slideshare.com, whereby um, PowerPoint presentations can be uploaded to a website and then a player embedded in a blog entry or a web page in order to, to share that um, PowerPoint presentation rather than emailing it around. Yeah, great idea. Yeah, it is. Great idea. Um, and I guess the same thing is true of podcasting as well. Um, and with audio blogs, as audio and video blogs, the same sort of idea. Yep. Um, so another thing that just occurred to me as you were talking about one of the reasons why you're doing it as a blog and not a newsletter is that like, you might send me something that you think is funny and I will, I don't always get to it straight away. Um, but I know, because I know where your blog is, I know that I can get back to it sometime later. So even if I delete the email telling me that, that there is something new on there, it doesn't matter because the next time I think about it or the next time you send me an email, um, I go to the blog and that one's there as well as all the, all the ones from the past. That's right. A useful public service. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, anything else about blogs that we should talk about? Well, I guess we should talk about marketing them, but maybe there's a topic for another conversation. Sure. But let's just start that. Like what, what, how do you, like, well, how do people know that you've got a blog, these three blogs? Yes, well, in the case of um, the I Know Funny one, it's, it's not one that I'm actively marketing in any way other than just sending it to the, the people who I've traditionally sent jokes to. So I've sent it on to them. Um, and I imagine... It's something I haven't made an effort to track that uh, they would forward uh, those e those emails to others as well. So so that could be a kind of viral marketing, I suppose. In the case of the Ubuntu blog, um, I found a Ubuntu forum website called ubuntuforums.org, and whenever I had a problem with Ubuntu on my um, on my Dell, I would ask a question there, and if I found a solution, I would I would also post the solution there. And then whenever I made a posting to the Ubuntu forums website, I would include in my signature, I would include the link to my 
Ubuntu blog. Mm. And um, so in that way, there are several postings on the Ubuntu forums website that would link to my blog. And I saw other people doing similar sorts of things as well. So it's really that what you're doing is as you, as you take part in these conversations, you promote the fact that you've got a blog that also has more information. That's right. I think that's quite a useful way of doing it. So because what you're, you're doing this for as a service, you're not doing it as a business. That's right. So you're, it's not like you're going to spend an hour a day going out and promoting your blog to a million places on the internet. Yeah. Um, and I think some people feel that they have to do that, and maybe you don't. But maybe you do exactly what you do. And actually, I do a similar thing. So if somebody asks me a question that's already on my Frequently Asked Questions blog, I will refer them to that blog entry. Right. And uh, so I'll do the little search for them, find the particular article, little article or reply they've written, and send them to it. And then maybe in the future, they'll know that their, that blog actually exists, and they'll go there themselves next time. Yep. Yes. And that's, that, that's one of the useful aspects of a frequently asked questions um, site, whether it's in blog form or not, isn't it? In that um, the next time they possibly won't uh, pester you with a frequently asked question, rather they will be aware that you've got that list, be it a yes. blog or otherwise, and go to that. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and I think that's the way, if people are just starting out with a blog, that's probably the best way to do it, isn't it, in terms of marketing, just tell people about it. Yeah. And just remember, like, just keep in the back of your mind that you've got a blog about whatever topic you've got. And um, if you're having a conversation with somebody on the internet, whether it's through email or through a web page or publishing on a forum as you've done, just think, is, my, is it going to be useful to promote my blog to these people? Yeah. Um, just if it's, let's say, if we just finish off with a couple of questions for people who, or a couple of ideas for people who maybe want to do their own blog, what would you recommend in terms of starting a blog? Because I've got a couple of interesting ideas from what you've said, Chris, already, so I'd be interested in yours first. You go first. I think uh, if people are interested in starting a blog, there's nothing to stop them from doing that. Mm. It's such an easy thing to do that just jump in with both feet and have a go. Um, go to blogger.com and there are, there are other places you can go as well. And, you know, you, you'll have that blog up and running so quickly that there's, there's no excuse not to, really. You, you can be generating I agree. I agree. I was going to say one of the same thing. You know, just don't try to get too clever about it. Just go there, start publishing, start writing, and just see. Just get the experience of it. Um, because if you don't, you can just sit for a long time trying to get it perfect oh, yeah. and figure out exactly what you're going to write about, which blogging software is the best one to use, how you're going to market it, how much time you're going to set aside for it. And I think don't do any of that. Just go, go ahead and, as you say, feed first. That's right. Yeah. The, the sooner you get started, the sooner you can. Yeah. The sooner you'll have that up and running, and all those those customizations and tweakings can be done later on. That you can change your templates. You can add AdSense, um, Google Ads to the web page. Mm. You can add an RSS feed. All those sorts of things you can customize at some later point. You can do that fine tuning um, at any any point you choose. But uh, getting the Yeah, I think so too. And I think the other thing with the, with blogs, and this is kind of almost true of all new technology or most new technology, until you use it, you don't really know how you can use it. 
and what you can do with it. Um, and I think this, I think that's true of a blog that you, st- you might start off with good intentions of publishing every day or publishing every week. Once you start using it, you might decide, okay, well, I actually haven't got the time to publish as frequently, or the opposite, you have the time to publish more, and now you want to start putting your kids' stories on the internet, and you want to do all sorts of things. And I think it's one of those experiential things that you just got to do it first, and then, then, then maybe sit back and evaluate and go, okay, now where do I want to go with this? Yeah, yeah, and that's that kind of thing has happened for me. So I started out thinking, in the case of the Ubuntu blog, I started out thinking that um, I would have quite a few problems and a lot to write about as far as getting Ubuntu on my on my Dell laptop. Turned out uh, that it was such a, a breeze that. Um, it was only a few months later that uh, I didn't have anything else to write about. Ubuntu was up and running um, as, as smoothly as anything, and so I quickly ran out of stuff to write in that blog, So, and I, and I no longer do. It's, it's been several months since I've put anything into that blog. So, yeah, these sorts of things sort themselves out. But the other thing about that is that even though you've stopped publishing that now, and maybe that blog is now... It's not really defined, it's not even obsolete anymore. There are people who might sometime in the future be doing the same sort of things yeah. and they will search Google for a particular problem and it's a problem that you've described in your blog, so Google will find it, they'll come to your blog entry and even though it's months old, yeah. it's brand new to them. It's exactly right. So it's, it's dormant, but it's, it's still there. It's still there as a resource for people yeah. who might be, might be looking for that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so it's still useful. Yep. Yeah, I think so too. Um, what else? Oh, the other thing that I thought of was when you were talking about the fact that you've got three blogs. I think that's a really important point as well. So, particularly if you're running a business, you might run a blog about your business expertise. Yep. Um, but then if you want to talk about what's happening with your kids and um, building a new house, for example, you can just have a new blog for that. That's it doesn't right. have to be mixed up. And I think that's one of the mistakes that early bloggers made. It was just random things about what happened to my cat this morning yep. intermingled with here's what you should do to make a million dollars next year. Right. Yeah. And uh, we don't do that. Just have two separate blogs or three or four or as many as you require yeah. um, for different markets and the different interests of different markets. Yes. Yep. And you're doing that yourself, aren't you? As you say, you've got a blog for frequently asked questions and other blogs that cover different areas. That's right. That's right. And the other blog that I've got at the moment, actually, which is something we haven't talked about, is a blog that I'm using just to record some ideas. Um, so when I see an interesting marketing thing, for example, I'll just write a little note to myself but put it on the blog. Okay. Um, rather than just keeping a little note privately, a little handwritten note, I publish it to my blog. And uh, eventually, I'll just make that public. You know, like Seth Godin. Seth Godin, who's a, a really clever ideas guy for small businesses, or uh, any size businesses. His new book, Small is a New Big, is basically his blog. So he's just taken his blog and published it as a book. Right. Um, and so he's just collected ideas over time, and rather than sitting down and spending time writing a book, he's just published the ideas that he's collected in the past. Right. So to that, to that, to that particular blog that you have, Kihan, then, are you controlling um, who can read it, or are you just, is it obscurity what is keeping those ideas private? Yes, at the moment, nobody knows about it. It's a private blog. Um, I 
I'm receiving it for myself, but very soon I'm just going to tidy up the few things that I've done at the moment in there, because they're a bit sketchy at the moment, and uh, they're just little, like I've just jotted down notes, but it will take very little effort for me to just tidy it up a little bit so that it's actually readable like, right. yep. you know, for human consumption. And are you making, I think, in the control panel of the dashboard for Blogger, you can control who can read your blog, can you? Yes. You can make it public or you could, can make it only members of, I think, who, members of or subscribers to blogger.com or only, or, or nobody. Yeah, and at the moment it's nobody. Right. So at the moment it's just nobody, but this conversation has prompted me to do something about that. Sure. Because I think that's a, that's a useful thing to have out there. So just when I see a marketing idea, put it on there. And again, that's probably going to turn into a newsletter article at some point. Right. A particular blog entry. Yeah. So, I reckon to finish up, let's talk about where people can find out more. I think the thing to do is just go to my website, gihanperera.com, G-I-H-A-N-P-E-R-E-R-A.com, forward slash podcast, because that's what we're doing now, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, I will publish all the links, the web addresses of your blogs, uh, of my blog. We'll put slideshare.com on there. Um, and we'll keep doing that. So every time we do a podcast, we'll make that the resource center. Great. How does that sound to you? Yep. Okay, any final words? As I said, uh, there's nothing to stop you going to blogger.com almost immediately and having a blog up and running in a few minutes. So yeah. if you've got something that you want to write about, go and put it into a blog. I agree. Thank you, Chris. I might go and write a new blog now. <laughs> Good for you. Good to you. Yeah, likewise.